Hey, thanks for hitting that play button. You're investing in yourself today. This is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli, and you are listening to the V1 Church Podcast. As a matter of fact, I got a special guest. My wife, Julie, is gonna be joining me for this teaching. And if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like you're stuck in a cycle, you're going back to bad habits, you're retreating back into things you know you shouldn't be doing, or maybe you're just not making as much progress as you wanna make, you're feeling overwhelmed, you need this word. So without further ado, we're going to teach through this series, Overwhelmed. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everyone. Welcome to part two of our series, Overwhelmed. My name is Mike Signorelli. This is my wife, Julie Signorelli. We are the lead pastors of V1 Church, and we sincerely want to welcome you as our guest. If this is your first or second time viewing, um, and for everybody who is a regular, uh, welcome back. As a matter of fact, drop a comment right now. Let us know where you're watching from. We want to see all the locations represented. We are in Syosset, or I should say on, right? It's on Long Island. Island. Yes. We are not in Long Island. We are on Long Island. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so we're going to bring a powerful word today. And, you know, we tag team preach. Yeah. This might be a teach, but it might transform into a preach. So you want to make sure you stay all the way to the end. <laughs> I'll teach you preach. Okay. <laughs> but last week we talked about uh, King Jehoshaphat. And as we talked about Second Chronicles chapter 20, there was so much rich revelation to help you deal with feeling overwhelmed. And as we get closer every single week to Christmas, the pressure's mounting. How am I gonna make it happen? I've, I know I've got some single moms watching right now. My mom was a single mom. And uh, when, when little... When little do little Signorelli was begging for a Batmobile, I remember some of the things I asked my mom for. You know, I, for me, I just innocently said, I saw it on TV and I want it. But that put my mom in a situation of, of worry and anxiety. And so maybe you're watching and as we get closer, you're just like, man, the pressure's mounting. So we want to help you today and give you some of the word. Especially, I think the pressure's specifically this year in yeah. a pandemic, you know, so many, uh, you know, of, of people we love, they're either without jobs or they're temporarily without jobs or they're in between or they're trying to reinvent themselves during this time. And parents are struggling with e-learning. Hello? Hello. Like, it's been rough, you know, yeah. and now trying to make uh, the mundane magical you know, during this time of year, we have that pressure. Like me, I was like, we need matching pajamas, like right now. Yeah, you that know was the I mean? highest like, on my wife's right, priority right, list right. was matching pajamas. <laughs> the whole world is going up in <laughs> yes. flames. But as long as we match yes. in our pajamas, everything's going to be okay. Right, right. So it's like this, the crazy pressure is like, even if they're not real, yeah. like we will create things to make us feel overwhelmed. Yeah, you know? come on. Well, why don't you go ahead and turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. And the language that's used in 2 Timothy, now you have Paul who's mentoring and discipling Timothy, and he uses this language. He uses warfare language. He uses soldier in this particular scripture. And I think it's it's appropriate because I'll put it like this. Once you say yes to Jesus, you are on the battlefield, whether you chose to or not. When you chose Jesus, you chose the battlefield. Just know that Jesus conquered it all. So we can live life from a place of victory, not for victory. But oftentimes what happens is we get ourselves tangled up and we're the reason why we're living in defeat. We're the reason why we are overwhelmed. I just want to step back and say that again. Sometimes we are the reason why we 
we are overwhelmed. And so we're going to really teach deep today on this. Uh, I want to start by asking you a question. Have you ever gone on a vacation? Are you asking me? Uh, we'll just ask okay. you. I know the answer. <laughs> uh, have you ever gone on a vacation and came home extremely exhausted? Yes. And I've also heard that people are now calling their family trips. They're not calling them vacations. They're calling them adventures, family adventures, family because advent yeah, the vacation, more... even the, the word like pressures you into feeling like you have to be relaxed, you know? Yeah. So Crazy. Julie's, ver no, I like that. The family adventure. Yes. Cause like my, my, okay. What I want to do when I leave town is an adventure. And I want, she to... wants to lay comatose. Yes. Like slain in the spirit. Yeah. In like, <laughs> are you alive? Maybe. Yeah. Literally. Maybe I just do like the old WWF yes. move and grab her hand. And if it goes back down, she's out. Um, that's her. That's your version of a vacation. Yes. I'm the kind of person. Yeah. I want to take the kids and walk and crawl over every square inch of wherever we're at and know it and experience it and film it and talk about it. And I usually come back completely exhausted. Yes. And here's the thing. And I want you to understand this about being overwhelmed. Sometimes we live life from that posture where we are just completely and totally exhausted because of the way that we do things. Not, it wasn't the environment, it wasn't the situation. It was how we interacted with it. Like your phone doesn't have to exhaust you. It's how you interact with your phone that yeah. exhausts you. We will even find things to be overwhelmed about. Like typically, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of you. Ahead. This wasn't in my notes. Sorry. But, uh, sometimes we'll like, even when we're fine, yeah. if we've been in like cycles of trauma yeah. or cycles of disruption, Come on. we'll create disruption in our own life. Yeah whether that's external, external, internal. And like, you just kind of live in this perpetual state of always feeling like you're drowning. Yeah, and something that Julie and I observed, because we've counseled many, many people, and over the years of being in pastoral ministry, we've, we've found that when people experience the feeling of being overwhelmed, they take what we call a sin vacation. So can I talk about sin vacations if you're taking notes right now? And then we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. So here's a sin vacation. I am so stressed out. I just need a drink. Now, biblically and theologically, is it possible to drink and not get drunk? Absolutely. But when you're drinking for escape, you're getting into, motive. yeah, the motive, you're getting into sin vacation territory. Now I know people, I know theologians that drink and don't get drunk. So I don't want you to feel a spirit of condemnation as we're talking about this. But oftentimes what happens is that people know the real motive and heart behind it. And we've watched it actually increase over time. Or you just say like, hey, I just need to blow off some steam or I just need to hang out with my girls. I just need to talk to my guys. And you take these sin vacations. But the thing about a sin vacation and people do this, I'm having problems with my relationship. There's no intimacy. I'm just gonna take a sin vacation into pornography. I'm just going to take a sin vacation into a lot, emotional right? Connection. Emotional connection. Mean, yeah. You know, so much infidelity is a sin vacation where it's like, I'm just not connecting with my wife. So I'm going to connect, but I connect with this other woman and a conversation turns into something sexual. Mm -hmm. And we've acknowledged this whole sin vacation. It's really good people, people that know God's word through and through people that serve at the local church, people who have their tithes and offering literally set up for reoccurring giving, but they have this moment of they're, they're feeling overwhelmed and they just say, you know what? I'm just going, I earned this sin. 
That, that is like the sin vacation. But the sin vacation is just like a Disney vacation where you go and explore all those regions and you come back to your home in the loving arms of God, your father, more exhausted than when you left. I know that's hitting. Yeah. I know somebody's feeling that. And oftentimes when we take these sin vacations, we come back to the loving arms of Jesus more exhausted than when we were when we left. Yeah. So I want to read this scripture. Second Timothy chapter two, verse four says this, a soldier refrains. Actually, this translation is different than how I memorized it. And it helped me understand this text more. It says a soldier refrains from entangling himself in, in civilian affairs in order to please the one who enlisted him. So here's the thing. I want to please the one who enlisted me. God, the father enlisted me into this army. He equipped me with anointing and gifting to preach and to teach and prophesy, lay my hands on the sick and they recover, cast demons out. He's given me provision from heaven to meet all of my needs. But as a good soldier, and I love the word refrains because refrain seems to indicate I want to do it. And just being real with you, like after struggling for years and years with alcohol, I wanted to drink that. I mean, it was an instant vacation. It took about 37 seconds if you're drinking the right thing to go on vacation. Okay. They almost feel like we're endorsing it. We're not. We're not. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you know what? It's funny. Yeah, we're, we're, Someone's like 37 seconds. <laughs> we're not endorsing it, but it works. And people do drugs yes. because they work. Yeah. Yeah. They do drugs because they feel something. They drink because it works. Right. It's just a counterfeit comfort. It comforts you, but there's a cost for that comfort. And see, it's like, yeah, you're going to go on a vacation, but there's a cost for that comfort. And so that's the thing we're trying to help you understand wisdom. I don't want to yeah. be foolish and be like, oh, drink it. No, it works. You will laugh, yeah. you'll giggle, but you'll also end up in a worse condition right. with those things. And even that, that part of the scripture where it says refrain, it's like, I might, okay, I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Go for it. Let's but, go all the way. And I don't, want to, I don't want to condemn anyone if you've prayed this because this is something that I've prayed before. But I hear people say like, I want the desire of sin to go. And I just want to tell you, like, there's a part of you when it says refrain, that's talking about you saying, I want to do it and I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And there are many times in our marriage, personally, where I have wanted to sin. And I'm, I mean, man, when I'm driving on the LIE, you better believe I want to sin, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I want to say things. I want to, you know, wave things. <laughs> 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 like, there's so many feelings, right? Yeah. But refraining is saying, I, I still want to do it. The desire is not gone for me, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, and that, that is so deep what you just said. The desire to sin never left Jesus. What made Jesus sinless was him refraining from those desires. He had the temptation, the bait of Satan was, I can give you all this, everything your eye can see. He felt the temptation. It was his, his refraining from it and saying, no, I'm nevertheless, not my will be done, yeah. but thy will be done. Yeah. And I think that what we talk to people all the time, it's just like, 
What if you don't feel like wanting to say you're sorry and forgive your spouse? But if we create disciples that are based in their feelings, they're never right. gonna give financially. They're never gonna wake up and serve and load in locations, whether it's Madison Square Garden or a movie theater. If we have feelings-based disciples, right. we don't advance the kingdom. Right. And so my feelings say, and this is what I always thought of when I heard this scripture. Yeah. I always thought about gossip because in dishonor, because I know so many good hearted Christian people and even leaders that have gone the distance with me that they get into a conversation and they know they shouldn't advance in that conversation, but they don't know how to refrain. And the scripture here says, and there's this word, and you'll see this word across different translations. It says from entangling himself in, the, in civilian affairs. So you got to make a decision. Am I a civilian or am I signed up and enlisted yeah. to do something for God? And that word entangled, I think is, is incredible because. Because that's exactly where you get. You I, know what I, I mean? talk to people. I, please hear me if you're watching right now, because there's wisdom. Yeah. These kinds of conversations don't happen enough. Hear me. When you ask the question, how did so-and-so ever get to that point where they were willing to do all that? The word is entangles. And entangles, they think, well, I can just jump into this conversation and jump out. I could just jump into this sin and jump out. I could yeah. just jump into this, this drug, this pill. I can just jump in. Right. It's like, but the thing is, when you jump in, you think you jumped out, but you jumped out yeah. with something on your leg. I mean, I have never... Ever Come on, you hear that? Apologized to you and felt great about it. You know what I mean? No, no, you know what? I mean? Wow. You know what Let's I mean? Let's bring up the band. No. Um. <laughs> no, I'm saying my pride. No matter how many times I apologize to you over the years, my pride still wants to say, "No, make him say it first. Come on, you right. guys totally, you get me, right? Like you're, you've been, some of you have been married or been in relationships or even in work relationships. Like it hurts to do the right thing first. Yeah. I'm not saying this is going to feel good. And I really, it's Christmas. I mean, we have twinkly lights. Like I want to say <laughs> the feely good things. Trust me. I know we need to hear it, but like refraining from when you said entanglement. So let's say I need to, I need to apologize to you. Maybe I said something, maybe it's something you did, but I want to be, do the right thing first yeah. or whatever. If I, if I do not do the right thing, if I do not act as the, as the redeemer in our relationship, if I don't, if I don't say I'm sorry first, what I'm doing, then I'm holding it back. Right mm -hmm. now we have resentment. Then we have bitterness. Then we have the silent treatment. Then we have an open door. Yeah. That's entanglement. Yes. Now what she just explained, that's how you go from overwhelming to overwhelmed. And a lot of people blame it on their job. Yeah. A lot of people blame sure. it on their spouse. They blame it on these factors, but let's do that yeah. sequence again. So we know that one of us has to be the redeemer in the relationship. Now this could be husband, wife. This could be employer, employee. Come on, somebody. This could be, there's many different relationships Landlord, that tenant. we have. Landlord, I mean, tenant. This could be brother, sister. This could be mother and daughter. This could be father and daughter, father and son. And so you have an opportunity to be the redeemer, to do the thing that Christ would do by forgiving, releasing, but then you don't. And then what does that, re that turn into? Go th through that sequence oh, again. Oh man, don't make me do it again. <laughs> so, so, you, 
<laughs> she was just getting a download from heaven. Yeah. Well, then yes. what happens is that turns into unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, Unforgiveness right. turns into silence, right? Bitterness. Bitterness. I mean, then resentment. And then now you have this right. relationship that is causing so much stress in your life. And then someone cuts you off on the road. And then you're road raging about that person, but need to forgive this person. And that's what's happening in our world right now. And we're saying, I'm overwhelmed. And we're going off on our boss, but, not, but need to forgive our father. We're going off. You hear what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're mad because that, that professor we have just didn't understand, yeah. but there's actually another relationship. And so right. it says a soldier refrains from entangling himself in civilian affairs in right. order to please the one that's enlisted him. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we did in marriage counseling that really helped because this scripture is all hinging on you won't do this unless you realize that you are trying to please the one who enlisted right. you. Let me explain what that means. Right. You will not be able to get your leg unstuck from the entanglement of all the vices we listed because we listed a lot of sins, sins that you can wave, sins that you can drink, <laughs> sins that, right? But they're all coming from the human heart. And the thing is, unless God is at the forefront of your mind and you believe that he is there in your midst, you will not try to please him. Right. So what that looked like for us is um, we used to have to have arguments as a husband and wife, you remember this, where I had to be trained, Pastor Mike, your pastor, to bring a chair into an argument and set it down and be like, that's God. So how does what I'm saying to my wife sound different when God's listening? Because he's the one who enlisted me. I couldn't preach until he gave me a gift to preach. I couldn't prophesy until he gave me, like he's the one who gave me everything I ever have and ever will have. And so how do I sound talking to her when he's listening? And I wanna please the one who enlisted me. So I'm gonna change the way I treat this one. And that's gonna help somebody. And, and so when you put God in the room, when you put God, you can actually bring him into the conversation and say, because I want to please him and my heart is to please him, it's going to change what things I get entangled with. Yeah. And I mean, so many times when, even when we're sitting down with marriages or people walking through entanglements, it <laughs> yeah. always goes back to this like one event, you know, and, like for, I'll give you, can I be transparent? Be real okay. transparent. <laughs> You know, the other day. If I day, say no on film, it's going to go really bad. <laughs> it's too late. It's one take. You just got to go. But like I, the other day, I was just yelling at my kids. I mean, like, you know, the kind of yelling where you're like, I hope nobody has this on video, you know, like, and uh, I know if you're, if you can't picture me yelling, just I'll, I'll send you a video. It's fine. But, um. I was like so upset with them and they were being naughty just just to be clear they're fighting and all this stuff and I was like wait a second I mean yeah I'm annoyed by them but I'm not really mad at them I'm mad at the things that I have going on right now yeah. and I just had to take a second because this sounds hard refraining that we that's it's not that hard. I mean, you're, it, it hurts your pride, Yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't take a ton of time. And, uh, so just in this one example, I just prayed. I was like, Lord, thank you for the circumstance that I'm in right now. It's teaching me, it's guiding me. And I just took like 30 seconds and I realigned my heart back to what he, like what yeah. he's trying to do in my life. And then I was like, Hey guys, you want to go get some ice cream? <laughs> and I just shifted the entire atmosphere. Yeah, well, what we've learned is oftentimes your children will act how you feel. Yeah. 
And so they're acting out what we feel. And so we've got to deal with our feelings before we deal with their actions. And people don't understand that your kid is just you without a filter. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. And so Julie was like, I'm going to. I'm super convicted. (laughs) It starts at home. It starts at home. (laughs) You know, all Julie and I try to do as your lead pastors is live this out in front of you. You know, sometimes like Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus because we're all following Jesus. And we're not trying to create a standard of perfection for you. We're trying to say, come up into the rest of righteousness. There's rest in righteousness. There's this song, ain't no rest for the wicked. And that song is true. There is no rest for the wicked. I exhausted myself. And that was how the devil played me, y'all. He played me. He said, oh, your wife doesn't understand you. Here's a girl that will understand you. And I got played because guess what? I lost it all. I lost her and I lost her. Oh, drink this and you'll go on a vacation. But then you wake up with a borderline cirrhosis of the liver and the devil's like, I played you. I, I put you on a sin vacation and the wages of that sin is death. You're paying for that vacation with your purpose. You're paying with your purpose. And so that's what we're trying to break off of you is like refraining yeah. is not refrain. So you, it's actually there's rest in refrain. I want you to write that in the comments right now. There's rest in refrain. I feel yeah. the power of God right now so yeah. strongly. I wish somebody loved me enough to tell me this. There's rest in refrain. Write that in the comments yeah. right now. Get that in your notes. There's rest in refrain. Yeah. I want to read you something in Psalm uh, 37. Psalm chapter 37, verse uh, five and six. It says, commit your ways to the Lord. I'm just gonna stop there before I read the rest because we read the Bible too fast. And it's like eating food that you don't even know what it tastes like because you inhaled it. I want you to just read it slower with me right now. Psalm chapter 37, verse five starts with this, commit your way to the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Commit your way to the Lord. The world's way leads to death, leads to depression, leads to anxiety, leads to fear. You do things their way, you'll get their results. They're all heavily medicated, busted, disgusted, and diseased. And if you want that, do it their way. But we've gotta be people that go back to the sacred paths. The ancient paths are opening again and there's an awakening around the world to say, I don't want something new, I want something ancient. I want the ancient wisdom that God established in his word. And you can't find that anywhere else. You know, I, I was thinking as you, were, as you were preaching, it's like we want our feelings. We keep saying, like, if it's God, then my feelings will line up. Come on. Right? Like, if, if this is God, I'll feel like it's God. You know, if I'm supposed to stop sinning, then he'll change my desires. But I think the beauty in in free will, the gift that God's given us to choose him is to say, you know what? Maybe I'll never feel different. Wow. You know, as as a as somebody who's been in ministry a long time, there's been so many times that I just haven't felt like it. So many years you know, that I just didn't feel like it, but I just continued to have faith over feeling, faith over feeling, faith over feeling, faith over feeling. And then eventually after, 
after I've been diligent. I don't know that God necessarily changed my feelings, but my heart changed to be more like Jesus. And I just embraced his will over and over and over and over again in my life and just refrain from this, refrain from that, refuse to be entangled. And it was like peace overcame me, not because God went in my body and switched all these little and made me, you know, different. It's that I submitted my nasty sin desires to him on the cross and he washed me clean. And then as over time, I just begin to just be a little bit more like him and I feel peace because of it. Now listen, Psalm 37 verse five, just what Pastor Julie's saying, commit your ways to the Lord. Commit your ways, not to culture, right. but commit to the Lord. And it says this, trust in him, so trust in Him. Trust in Him more than your vices. Sometimes we trust, yeah, porn will get me through this again. We trust, oh, alcohol, drugs, pills, they'll get me through. Like we place our trust in those things, those sin vacations and say, I trust in it. It works when I do it. But it says, no, shift your trust in Him and watch this. And He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. <laughs> vindication, you've got some friends and family members that don't understand God's ways. There was some time where Julie was refraining from things and acting, they're like, Julie, why aren't you doing this over here with us? Why aren't you living like this? Come on, join the conversation. Come on, join the party. Come on, join this party, Jules. Why don't you try it our way? But see, in another season, Julie's righteousness shine like the sun. And I love this one, it says, your vindication like the noonday sun. Vindication is saying, you didn't understand why I did it, but you'll understand the fruit because you can't deny the fruit that's connected to, to the root of righteousness. And so, hey, I've got friends who didn't get, they didn't understand why I stopped drinking. They didn't understand why I went through years of counseling to restore our marriage. But guess what? Guess who they're coming to now? <laughs> Come on, they're coming to me. They didn't understand it then, but they understand it now because they can't deny the fruit that's connected to the root of righteousness. I've got people who are like, I don't understand why you give the church your money. Well, you will understand when you see the blessing of the Lord on my life. And those same people come to me, can you help me put together a budget that includes giving now? Because I cannot deny it. I'm telling y'all, this is literally Psalm 37, five through nine on display, the vindication of the Lord. People make fun of me for the way I pray. They make fun of me. Oh, you believe miracles can still happen? Yeah. You're ignorant. They, they tell me things like this. Well, you don't understand. Well, guess what? As soon as they get their diagnosis, you know who they hit up on the DL? <laughs> DL means down low. You know who's in my DMs, my direct message? The same people. Yeah. Nicodemus represented a Pharisee that said, oh, he probably is with his friends. Oh, Jesus, that yeah. guy's a joke. There's no way that's real. And guess what? When the problems of his soul couldn't be solved by anyone else, guess who he found in the midnight hour? Jesus, the one they were making fun of. Yeah. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I wanna give you permission to come out from outside that yes. entanglement. And I want you to come out from that sin vacation and find real rest right. and righteousness right, right. now. Right. Come on, come into the yeah. loving arms of your Father. Jules, would you just pray this thing yeah. out, close this thing out. And I out. just wanna encourage you, maybe you have Maybe you failed this test, because I know I have, right? Maybe you've been one and you're like, listen, I'm in a hot entanglement right now, whether it's financial, emotional, spiritual, physical, whatever it is. I want to tell you, there was grace 
for Samson. There was grace for Jonah. There was grace for Peter. And each one of these men over time fell into entanglements, crisis of faith, crisis of morality. And yet God's grace and his mercy kept coming over and over and over. And so I just wanna pray for you right now. If that's you, just lift up your hand towards this screen. I might not be there with you personally, but I'm telling you the Holy Spirit can go to right where you are. And I wanna pray for you. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for every person that's coming out of an entanglement in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you in advance for the people who are gonna practice refraining from sin. God, we come against any sin vacation right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray, Lord, that they would come into a covenantial relationship with you. The Bible says that if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, that he would forgive us and save us from our sin. And so, Father, right now, I thank you for those who are coming in to the kingdom, who are coming in to, uh, uh, to a, a covenantial salvation um, experience right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say amen. Well, hey, thanks for sticking around. Listen, if this message helped you, I'm daring you, double dog, triple dog, daring you to share this message right now. Text it to somebody, invest it in their lives. And you know what else I'm asking you to do? Give financially to V1 Church so that we can continue to bring sermons just like this to people all around the world via our podcast and our broadcast. So many of you already do give. I wanna thank you for all, all that you provide, all that you give, your shares, your comments, all the love, the emails, everything you send. And thank you so much. You can go to our website, v1.church, where you can get involved in a connect group. You can actually get discipled. It's amazing. And uh, as always, I will see you next week.